listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, Wolfcast number 527 for Monday, October 20th, 2014. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringBadges.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona, bringing you a brand new, brand new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio. A normal service has resumed. We had a crazy week last week, that's why you didn't get a fresh show. Um, but tonight, joined us, uh, normally we've got Todd here from Kansas City, just like always. Todd, say hi. Greetings. Uh, head mechanic, the Reverend's here, Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad? Welcome to the show, everyone. Wow, that was very nice. <laughs> Did you like uh, your music course- last week there, Chad? What? Did you like your music that I threw in last week for the Reverend Chad? Uh, that was yes. nice. <laughs> Chad didn't even hear it. Chad didn't hear nope. it. Nope. <laughs> of course he didn't. Chad didn't listen to the show. Uh, of course, we got the new kid. Alex is with us as well. Alex, say hi. Chad, you got to stop having nice introductions because I can't like, come after you and having something as nice. So hi, everyone. <laughs> it's like, you know, big Chad, big Chad. Oh, well, there's Alex. Well, ever since the whole Reverend thing, I feel like I have to be more majestical. So. <laughs> and, and then as a special treat, a special guest this evening, Casey List from Accidental Tech Podcast and also from Analog Podcast and also from Neutral and from all over the internet, Casey List is joining us. Casey, hello. God, that guy gets around, huh? That's what I'm saying. It's like I keep, you, do a ser- you do a search for your name, and you come up all over the place. It's crazy. Oh, man, overload, I tell you. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Good. Doing well. Good to have right. you on the show. Yeah. So anyhow, um, this is the part of the show where I forget what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> You've only done it Oh yeah. So everybody's times. here. Uh, we're talking about many stuff for you on a Monday night, like we like to do. Like, uh, like I already mentioned, we've got Casey here. We're going to grill him about what kind of car he drives. Don't worry. No tech, I swear. Or minimal tech. I had a strain in Alex. <laughs> I had a strain in Alex. Uh, he started going a little nutty, and I had a strain in him, but we're good. So we're going to talk to Casey about cars and other miscellaneous things. We're going to talk about news from motoringfile.com. Of course, we're probably going to talk about the Rocketman Mini. And if time allows, we have an uh, Ask Chad question or another interview that we're going to drop in. So we're going to kind of play that by ear. And we're going to get started with all of that here right after uh, I pay some bills. I'll remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. And that, of course, let's start with uh, tonight our friends over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com, the Mini Cooper Parts Superstore. This is the place to go. It doesn't matter what Mini you've got. They've got stuff for you from uh, the lowly uh, R50, like myself, with 300,000 miles. We're going to talk about that, too. Uh, all the way up to the latest, greatest R56. Uh, go fast parts, look cool parts, organizational parts, tools, car cleaning products, all the stuff to wear on your person, hats, shirts, the the Puma, the shiny leather Puma shoes, you can get all that over at outmotoring.com. And the really cool trick, gangs, if you go over there and you scroll to the bottom of the page and you go and you subscribe to the email newsletter, when you get that newsletter, you get your own 5% discount coupon so that when you come back to the site, you save 5% every time you make an, or- make an order. Super duper cool. All that over at outmotoring, outmotoring.com. Go check it out. Uh, yeah, outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and grits, vinyl, plus rubber dressing, to, uh, 22 ounce. That's outmotoring.com. So, Casey. Yes. Give us the elevator, give us the elevator pitch. You know. What kind of car do you drive? I'm just curious. So, I currently have a 2011 BMW 335i xDrive. Um, it is one that I bought used two years ago, roughly. Um, it took me forever to find the car because it has a bunch of or a couple of weird option packages that you don't often see. And also, unlike many drivers, BMW drivers are allergic to to clutch pedals. And so, <laughs> yes. because 
because I wanted a clutch, uh, it took me forever to find this car. And also, I really, really wanted this thing called the M Sport package, which is yeah. really just an, a series of aesthetic bits to make me feel like I drive an M3, even right. though I don't. <laughs> um, and this was mostly because the front air dam on the standard 3 Series, um, this is the E90 3 Series, just looks like crap unless you have the M Agreed. Sport package. Agreed. So, yep. so it took me a while to find that car, but I absolutely love it. And, um, and and I wouldn't trade it for anything except perhaps a new M3, or so a mini, you, or a mini. So, so the oh, new, <laughs> nice. thank you. So so the M3 is like the, the dream car, eh, Casey. Um, it's the dream car that's attainable. And now the dream dream car, even though it's wrong in every measurable way, is probably an Aston Martin DBS. Um, yes. There are so we, many better cars on the planet, yeah, but yeah. it just there's I can't figure. I can't find one that I think is better looking, and that's a totally shallow reason to get a car. But no, 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 it's, it's completely fine. That's a perfectly <laughs> no, it's, reason it's to an get awesome a car. car. Yeah, yeah, it's an awesome car, James Bond. That's the best exactly. car exactly. Have yeah, I agree. Agree. It is. Although, although I would say right now, currently, I'm kind of with Alex on this. Is the new Jaguar the uh, yeah the, the F-type. F-type? The new yeah, F-type yeah. Jag mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. right. I was, in the, I was just going to mention. Sexy. And I'm actually very surprised by uh, by Jag because uh, the campaign they're having right now is actually pretty uh, original. I mean, it stands it's pretty out. Edgy. It's pretty edgy. It's edgy, is what it is. Yes, exactly. All those English actors that are that are, by the way, actually pretty good actors uh, doing commercial for Jaguar. I mean, that's a, that's a great idea. And how I'm they're. About- are you yeah. talking about last year's Super Bowl commercial? Well, no. It keeps it's going. It's, it's going, actually. Yeah, there, it's yeah. actually oh, a yeah, theme. I don't have television, so I don't know. So uh, <laughs> keep the pop forever. Are you Amish? DB, did you just, uh, yeah, did... I am. I'm Amish. <laughs> I've, I've, switched, I've switched to being Amish. You have a I, TV. I have electricity. You have a That's TV. That's how your car made 300,000 miles. You're being like pulled by a horse. Being pulled by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, oh, my gosh. Where were we? Yeah. Uh, we the, the new Jag commercials are talking about Bond villains. I'll drive Jags. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's yep. a it's a very cool uh, very cool campaign, and I think it's probably one of the best car campaigns out there now. Better than uh, just about anything else I've seen. Yeah, oh, actually, uh, I can't even remember of any any other car company that are having good commercials right now. There was an Seriously. edgy. I just saw this today. It was an edgy Scion podcast. Or not podcast. <laughs> Scion advertisement. Um, on TV that I thought, oh, well, that was pretty interesting. It makes you want to kind of look at that car, but because every time I see the the uh, uh, BR, no, what's the BRZ? What's the no FR, the FRS? FRS. Every time I see one of those, I'm like, that car. It wants to be so good. It it wants to be, but it just looks cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Windows phone. It's the same. It wants to be good, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> it's the Windows phone of the auto world. People I want. That I, I, go ahead, Casey. Uh, have you guys driven the Toyota Baru yet? No, <laughs> it's it's extremely fun. Now, granted, I'm coming the Burrs as a BMW owner, so I'm from, used from to like, oh, which car again? The BRZ, the BRZ oh, or FRS. Yeah, I've driven, yeah. I drove the FRS. I got the chance to. You drive haven't the driven car. I the. I liked it a lot. You haven't driven yeah. the uh, the uh, the Toyota Subaru version of it though. No, not the, the Subaru, Subaru version. Yeah. Just the Scion version. Right. And yeah. and I drove one once. And so it was a friend of mine who had one was visiting from out of town. And basically we took, I forget which one we took out first, but we took either my car out or his car out for, and, and, and I, let's say my car and, you know, I, we drove it, we both drove my car quickly and, you know, I beat the snot out of my car for a minute and then we get in his car. And so leaving the 335 and getting in, what does he have? The, the Subaru one, that's the BRZ. Uh, BRZ. Uh, yeah, so we get into so I get behind the wheel of his BRZ, and 
I expect it to be slow-ish, but still somewhat peppy. And by God, that thing was slower than dirt. Yeah. 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 So it, it, the, the power The power comes on weird. It's fun to drive, but the power comes on weird. I had a good time with it. I spent an afternoon out at the, doing autocross in one for a press day. And I, had a, I, I, I didn't mind it at all. I don't think I'd drive it on a daily basis, but I didn't think it was horrible. No, no, no. It was tremendous fun. And the thing of it is, is that because it has those little tiny tires and almost no power, you know, you can get that thing loose at 30, which is dangerous and awesome. Yeah, it's the rear wheel drive uh, aspect uh, of that. Prius tires on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or as we like to call them, the skinny bitches. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I just wish the car was a little more sexy than it was. It's it's got the possibilities to look really good. Right. And then they kind of just like... Well, we're just going to blend this line into it, and we're just going to smooth it out here. It's like versus being a little edgy, and it just it loses something right at the end. Even though it's underpowered, it still could be a, a way better car if it just looked a little bit better. All right, fair enough. There's there's one but, thing that I don't like about those cars is that the, I don't understand why they're not putting any effort at all into the interior of the car, and that's really and that's really oh, surprising crap. because if I if I was looking for a car in that budget, I think beyond the the fun that you can have uh, with the car, I would look at the interior because I I'm the I'm that guy, the nerd guy who's gonna want to have like you know well you know bells and whistle into in the interior, and the interior of those cars looks like crap. It's like you know plastic all over the place, you know bottoms that you know goes back from the 80s, and it's and it's really annoying. I just don't know why they put so so few efforts in into yeah. making it's the interior just, it's nice. Not- I don't think it's that bad, but it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not it's as nice cheap. as an F fifty six, but I've, nothing is. Has, I've but, the only one here on the show, I think, who's actually owned a Scion product, and yes. it is complete and utter crap on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it I is, know people that have said that exact same thing too. But you know, uh, overall, but what do you expect uh, for thirteen thousand dollars? I mean, I think that's what I paid for the car, brand new, yeah, back when yeah, I got yeah. it. But it, that's what you expect. You get what you pay for, and I think. Are seriously people cross shop? What are they cross shopping a Scion with right now? Like um, anything Kia, a TC, like maybe um, yeah. a G, a, T- for, a TC with an S, maybe. A, but a Scion I mean, the TC price... is for people who can't afford a Mini or a GTI. That's yeah. what I say. And the TC is a good looking car. That's eh, nice. No, no, it's horrible. Subaru overall, their their interiors are pretty bare bones. No yeah. matter what car it is. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the top end of the WRX world. I mean, everything. I mean, they're like, it's a race car. We don't need any of this stuff. It's all just gray, plastic, one color, no frills. The stereo blends in with everything. Like, it's not. Hey, we should segue. We, we, this is a story. I'm, now that you mentioned Subarus, I'm going to yeah. say this, and uh, because we didn't mention it a couple weeks ago, it was listed that the WRX as the most ticketed car oh, in America. Oh, that was a story on Motoring File, yeah. Yeah, it was the most ticketed car in America. And you know what number 16? What, was it 6? Or 6 no, or 16? Six, 16 was the uh, Countryman. The Countryman. <laughs> it made me what? laugh. I'm sorry, so, Casey, Casey. You're new around here. The Countryman is the big monster four door mini. Kind of looks like yeah. uh, looks like a little SUV. Yep. Yeah, and, and that car always kind of just um, we we kind of just never really enjoyed that car. We would like it better now, but it's funny that it actually made the list of most ticketed cars for fast. So, so uh, the next question I have for Casey is: uh, so as DB mentioned at the beginning, you're doing the ATP podcast and you're doing analog, but what few people know. Uh, or maybe actually maybe most of the fan, only most of the fan of ATP knows uh, that before ATP was ATP, it was actually called neutral. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us what is what is neutral and why also you guys, you know, transformed it into ATP? 
Sure. So the Accidental Tech Podcast, which is you know obviously abbreviated ATP, that's myself, uh, John Syracuse, who actually you might know as recently as today if you happen to be an Apple nerd because he's well known for writing these novellas about <laughs> each release of the uh, yes. of the Mac operating system. And so just today, as we record this, uh, another one was released. Um, and then Marco Arment is the other one, and you may know him from being the co-founder of the very small website Tumblr. And Very so small. that's that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So the two of them were both, you know, independent podcasters. Um, and, and I've known Marco for literally 20 years. And right around the time that that Marco and John completely coincidentally ended their their independent shows, I had been pestering Marco. Hey, let's do a car show. Let's do a car show. Let's do a car show. And Marco had said, yeah, yeah that maybe we could do that. And then John ended his show and Marco said, you know, how about with the th- the three of us do it? And we'll do a car show and we'll see what happens. And so we did this car show called Neutral. And the reason we called it neutral is because it wasn't about like, oh, what has the most horsepower? Um, yeah, let's talk about DBSs nonstop. It was more about <laughs> this kind of three computer nerds talking about how we look at cars. And uh, not that many people enjoyed the show because it really <laughs> wasn't in that. It wasn't in our wheelhouse. But God, did we love making it! Yeah. And so that ran from January of 2013 until around April of 2013. And as it turned out, it kind of pro- provided a really nice arc because at the beginning of the series Marco was considering what to replace his uh, 2010 328 with and he you know we debated that on and off throughout the show and it ended up that Marco and his wife and my wife and I uh, all four of us went to Munich and we picked up a brand new M5 and drove that around including at the Nürburgring oh, and and yeah, so we suffered, and a little bit, and that and that was kind of the last episode of the regular run. And then um, Marco and myself and another friend of ours, uh, David Smith, we all went to the BMW Driving School this past October, so a year ago now, uh, down in Spartanburg, Spartanburg, South Carolina. And yeah. so we did a neutral special where we recapped that experience. And so the whole run of neutral was 13 episodes. I think it still stands up. Um, now you may or may not like it, but it's, it's not that it was that, uh, it wasn't about current events for the most part. So in that sense, it's pretty easy to jump in and just kind of listen to it whenever. But, uh, after a while we, you know, after we recorded these episodes, we would start to talk about tech because we're three nerds and we started releasing those as kind of like B-sides, if you will. And it turned out that people actually liked us talking about things that we actually knew something about. Go figure. And so that's what that's how the Accidental Tech Podcast was born. Oh, that's very clever. I like that. But I, the see, people are, I do yeah, see go ahead, really David. quick, Alex, I do see here and I haven't had a chance to listen, but episode 11 of Neutral, that there was some kind of talk of mini because there's actually something about it in the show notes. The thing is, I don't remember if we were complimentary. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared to, to have you guys listen to that. That's okay. Uh, we love honesty on this show. Yeah, That's yeah. The thing. Actually, yeah, actually, we've been pretty critical for the past couple of weeks, so you can go ahead. <laughs> yeah, okay. I heard. I heard something about because I listened to the last couple episodes, and I heard something about uh, what was it? The EPA estimates for the newest mini, and you guys yeah. seemed very dissatisfied with that. Yeah. I don't mean to kick the beehive or anything, but. No, no, not at all. We, in fact, we we have to do a follow up. And in fact, um, tell me if now's the time. We I don't can... know if now's the time, but maybe now's. The well, time. I think it is. <laughs> we actually edited a show. We we recorded a show a couple of weeks ago. It's time to finally address this once and for all. And here's the here's what we know is the 2014 mini came out in March. It's released in March slash April, and it was on sale for about three months. Uh, April, May, June, July, four months. 
and it had an EPA rating of what I mean, th- these certain numbers. Then the 15 came out. The 2015 started production in July, and it came out, and the EPA said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We have to test these cars. And so Mini was stopped from selling the 2015 models until October 1st, which is a big gap. So you got July, August, and September. You have three months where no cars are being delivered because the EPA is like, no, 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 we got to test these cars. Turns out they dropped the ratings on this from 2014 to 2015. On the Cooper version, about 5%. On the Cooper S version, about 12%. That's a huge drop, okay? Right. Now, um, we said some things in the last show that I think, and the reason we didn't put it up is because I don't think the facts were really straight. Now, here is what I think the public perception is about EPA numbers on a car. You go and you're shopping for cars. Whether you're shopping for a Ford Explorer, whether you're shopping for a BMW or a Mini Cooper, you see that Monroney sticker, which is what it's called on the window, and there's a number slapped on Now you're just showing off. It says... (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me how to spell it. Um, There's a number on there that says EPA rating. It gives you an estimate of mileage for city, highway, and an average, Right. And so I'm just saying, everybody goes and looks at these numbers, and they think in their head, the public perception is, oh, well, a car manufacturer makes a new car, they give it to the EPA, they said, here's a car, drive it around for a couple of months, or drive it around for however long, and then you guys rate it, right? They think that's what happens. Well, that may or may not be what happens. I think, Alex, you figured out that about 16% of cars are actually rated by the EPA. Was that the number you... Yeah, so, so uh, I think we said that th- this back in August when we were on MTGS. Um, the, the EPA is really short-staffed and few people... I mean, not few people know, but when you talk about the EPA, very often people think about cars, but the EPA is like a lot of things actually, and a car is just a sub subdivision of the EPA. Turns out that they don't, because of the short staff, they don't have the time to, the resources, sorry, to actually test all the cars, right? So um, very often, I mean, the, the majority of, of the EPA ratings is based off of what manufacturer would say, because, you know, manufacturers are not, well, maybe I can nuance that, but manufacturers not in, are not in the business of lying to their customers, I hope. Um, so they just, you know, take to face value whatever the, whatever the rating from the manufacturer is going to be. But some other time, when they when they when EP has the resources or when they decide to investigate because of whatever consumer report they're probably reading, uh, they decide to actually test the cars. And and I think that's you know beside the. The, the small change in engine uh, in engine uh, code name for the E F fifty six. I think that's that's what may have happened this year. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it very well may be. And just to put this in here, just to insert this a little bit, we reached out to the EPA to uh, try and get an interview with them, and they were yes. eager to, to come on our show, and they're like, okay. They are super enthusiastic. I right? saw these emails, and they're like, oh, we would love to. That sounds awesome. Try and let's schedule get the right people, and let's get this scheduled. And then out of the blue, they said, sorry, we won't be able to come on your show and talk about this, because we said, you know, we're a Mini Cooper enthusiast podcast, and we want to talk about how the EPA rates these cars and just ask some questions and just get some general information like that right well hang on let me hang on i gotta put my tinfoil hat on (laughs) i'm not i'm not being conspiracy theorists about this at all i'm just saying that this is the fact these are the facts as we reach out to them they said yeah we'll try and schedule it and then all of a sudden they said no we won't be able to come on your show okay so that being said we also reached out to mini usa we are in the process of getting representatives from mini usa either on the show or at least to answer questions. They've agreed to do that. Um, so we are and now it's in the process of scheduling. So we're going to get to the bottom of this. So all of this being said about the public perception of those numbers that are on your window sticker 
and how it's done, okay? Like Alex said, a lot of times, like 84% of the time, the car manufacturers submit those numbers to the EPA and they said, okay, we're just going to sign off on this and, and market it. So this past year, Ford was, um, let's say their oh, hand, I remember was, you me this. hand was slapped by the EPA for overstating the numbers. This happened a couple times in the last year. But Ford right. is the most recent one in June of this year. And they settled a potential class action lawsuit by sending um, people who'd bought this new car, uh, any of a whole model, whole series of models of cars, uh, anywhere from one hundred and twenty-five dollars to eleven hundred dollars per owner, it was it was quite a bit. So there's precedence for this. So um, I am, I'm like until we find out exactly how this was tested for Mini, because yeah. it very well could be that that EPA just screwed up and they're like, oh no, we have to re-rate these cars. Because the difference between 2014 and 2015 is nothing. The engine horsepower is the same. The weight of the car did not change. Uh, the displacement didn't change. Nothing changed from 2014 to 2015. These numbers right. should not be affected. Yet they were dropped by as much as 12%. Okay. Crazy, crazy Leaves stuff. us asking questions, and we don't want to be inflammatory or anything else. You know what I mean. We don't mind being inflammatory, but we also want to make sure we're right at the same yeah, time, we don't which is why we didn't <laughs> post last week's show. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we made some You guys are going to be mad no matter what, and I'd rather be mad because you think that we're shills for many as opposed to being wrong. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. We just didn't want to be incorrect about it and, and make some assumptions that weren't true. So until we find out, and we are getting, we're in the process, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have answers from Mini USA. We may even have Patrick or Chris on here on the show for a quick phone interview to talk about it because... I think it does beg the question. Now, you guys, this this is something that wasn't said. Do you think, as owners, um, your average person coming in off the street to the mini dealer going, oh, I'm going to buy a new mini, and here's what you've got. Here's my options. I can buy a Cooper. I can buy a Cooper S. I can buy a Countryman. All of these things. They're going to look at those numbers on the... Um, on the sticker, but they're probably going to go, well, it's better than my Ford Explorer that I'm trading in. It's better than my Corolla, <laughs> better than my Camry or, or whatever else. So they're not going to really think that much. I think where this really hurts is the people like us who are repeat buyers who are going in and saying, wait a minute, this doesn't get any better gas mileage than my 2011. It's right. three, four years later, almost right. in model year, What's up? What the hell? Yeah, and it doesn't get any better than what we need is to kind of stop this right here. But also, doesn't get any better than my car with three hundred thousand miles. But anyway, we really need to move yeah, on from yeah. this so, because this is not the right night for that particular conversation. Yeah, yeah, Todd's, we're going to talk. Todd's about already getting mad. You need more booze. No, no, no we're going to we're going to talk about it, and we just needed to address it so people didn't like, call us out again. And I wanted to put right, all get the cards off, on the table. Get off my lawn, bitches! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said. Yes. So, so going back to uh, to going uh, back, let's ask let's ask Casey another question. All right, all right go ahead. Uh, so you want I me to go ahead because I, I have yes, a question. Go yeah, ahead, no, ask him another okay. question. <laughs> okay, so uh, so I think yes, yeah, so GB was right. So I I remember I think it was a while ago to uh, listening to episode I think it was eleven of Neutral and you guys started talking about Mini and I and I and I and I remember Marco and John you know not liking the car so much but if I remember correctly also you weren't you uh, considering buying it at some point uh, versus yes. something else? Yes, okay. actually. So the car before the 335, um, basically, uh, let me go two cars back. So two cars back, I had a 91 Nissan 300, 300ZX non-turbo, and we're talking about 2004. Really? Sorry. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, stop it, you. It was a beautiful <laughs> car. It was heavy as crap. It yeah. couldn't get out of its own way. It was a Datsun. It. Come on. It was, was, it, a was it brown? <laughs> no, it was it was white, which is the source of much um, enter- entertainment you're, for my you're, co-host. You're a white car guy, I guess? 
Uh, well, I well, that'll be question number off. five. So hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll get to that. But um, but yeah, so I had a 300ZX, and suffice to say, it just stopped working. And it was old <laughs> enough because it was 13 years old. It was that... like Logan's Run. It hit 34 years old, and boom, renew, yeah, renew. Well, in a, in our, by the manufacturer's spec, it only had four oil changes at yeah. this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I believe it was uh, the ignition coils, if memory serves, but it had been living in the shop for four, to the tune of like $400 a month for months. And so uh, I, th- I thought to myself, I've had enough. And so I'm going to get something new. I just graduated college. I felt like a big, you know, proud adult, even though I had no money. And so I was looking at, at the time, uh, Cooper S. And this was, again, late 2004. So I couldn't tell you what model designation it was. But it was R53. during the supercharge yep. era, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, it was yes. pre-turbo. And um, so I was looking at a Cooper S. I was actually looking at the Scion TC, so it was funny you brought that up earlier. Yeah. And then I ended up with a Subaru Legacy GT. Oh, and, interesting. And so the reason I did that was I wanted something bigger than the Cooper, and the Cooper felt like it was just absurdly expensive for what it was. And I don't know if that's true now or not, but at the time it, it was like 20, 25 or 30000 <laughs> in 2004 to get a Cooper S, whereas the Legacy no, that's GT... High. I, may, right. I might uh, be 04? wrong. But. I paid twenty six. No, yeah. I had an O three, and I paid twenty six for my Cooper S in O three. So yeah, it's about right. Yeah. It's about, about right. right. I mean, my memory is so bad, I can barely remember what I had for dinner. But at least no, you ballpark. nailed it. You're so, in there. No, you're you're uh, right in there, Casey. So so I ended up with the Legacy because I figured, well, if I'm going to pay about twenty five, and the Legacy, I think out the door was roughly twenty five. Right. It looks to me like I'm getting a lot more car, and I think it was even a little bit quicker at the time. And mm-hmm. so that seemed like the logical answer to me. I don't even remember what question I'm answering now. That doesn't even matter because that was a really good <laughs> did it have, did the, Was it the Legacy with the hood scoop, though? Did it yes, have, that's right. Okay. But it has, did, gold, you, did it have gold wheels on the shopping cart handle, shopper, oh, shopping cart handle for uh, spoiler? No, no, it was okay. not a WRX. Okay. No. Yeah. Did you like it in the end, though? I mean... The Legacy, I loved the Legacy, although I will say that during the eight years I had it, I basically replaced the entire drivetrain. Wow. The uh, center diff was kind of one unit with the transmission and that went at about 80-ish thousand miles. The rear diff went at 40,000 miles I believe. And I didn't change I didn't have to change the uh, drive shaft. So that was exciting. But yeah. um, it was a little bit of a lemon or it was it was on the lemon side of things. But I did yeah. love that car. Well, there you go. I mean okay. I, 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 that's why I, I Subaru's keep got a big fan base. People I know with fan. Subarus are lifetime Subaru owners. I like yeah. that you own cars for a while too, Casey. That's impressive. Most people just ditch them at like forty or fifty thousand miles. Yeah, so. you know, if I if I had unlimited funds, I'd probably be that guy. But because I'm, tra- despite the fact that I drive BMW, I uh, try to be <laughs> a little bit on the frugal side, and that's why sure. I bought the BMW used. You bought it used. That's going to say. I was just about to say you bought one that was pre-owned. So nice. <laughs> yeah, I just turned uh, three hundred thousand miles over on my Mini uh, Cooper. Actually. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm impressed by anybody who drives a decent amount of miles on well, the car. Well, and I had a – I'm speaking for someone on the show too that had a used BMW. I had a 2003 wagon. I had a 325 oh, nice. XI wagon. I don't know that, why you sold that car. That car was cool. I, I – yeah. I know why you sold it, but that car was cool. There was a divorce involved, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but I loved that car. It was a great car at the time, and uh, it was good, so. All right, cool. Well, do I have another question for Casey, or should we do some news? I think Chet has a caller question for Casey. Jay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> why, why white? Ah, right. Oh, so, sucker. 
So the very it's in the opening, next in the list. So I mean, <laughs> so the, the very opening line of neutral was, and you have to understand when we recorded the first two episodes of neutral, we thought we were just going to record them and throw them away. I'd never been on a podcast before. Didn't really know what I was doing. You could argue I still don't. And, and so I, I was just talking to my two friends. Well, the very opening line of the very first episode of neutral is something to the effect of, why would people ever buy a white car? And that's Marco <laughs> asking me this, who always has black cars. And, and I respond, wow, you're a dick. And I hope, <laughs> I hope I can get away with that on this show. You can. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're fine. And no, we so, use the word penis here. Oh, don't say that to you. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, that was the opening of Neutral. And so what had happened was my dad for a long time had had white cars. And so my first car was a Subaru, or excuse me, not a Subaru, a Saturn SL2. Uh, that was white. It was a hand-me-down from dad. Uh, I the 300 did you, ZS. A, did you have to wear a skirt when you drove the Saturn? Oh, <laughs> no. Although, <laughs> true story, true story, the front passenger wheel fell off as I was driving it. Nice. I am not kidding. Oh, that's fabulous. Was that so, somebody forgot imagine, to tighten the lugs or something and change the it, wheels? The lugs themselves shore in half. Oh, Explain to me perfect. how that works. So much torque, man. That was oh, a beast. That Saturn. So imagine how uncomfortable it is watching your tire go bouncing down the road while you're moving i'm like dude that's my wheel it's a scary feeling and then all of a sudden the car shifts and then you're yes. like oh i'm out of control <laughs> and then sparks yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, so, so the white saturn was a hand-me-down the 300zx we bought used it happened to be well pearl white um my dad had a white wrangler that i'd used briefly and when i bought the subaru i was like well screw it i like white i'll get white and so when I go to buy the, the BMW, I'd actually wanted a particular flavor of blue called Le Mans Blue, um, which is just which is rare. Gorgeous. Yeah, there's it's not many of those. Yeah, it's it is gorgeous far. deep blue. And I couldn't, because I'm buying used, I couldn't find it. And so I'll give you one guess what color my BMW is. Hang on, don't tell me. Wait, don't tell me. It's either white or some shade of black or gray. I think it's white. <laughs> it is, in fact, white. It's funny you guessed that. I, was, I, was so, say gray. I, I, I looked at your ELO profile before, or your ELO profile before. Oh, so right. I, knew, sorry, I cheated. Alpine oh, White is guys on the ELO DB? Yeah, we're not talking about it. Keep going. Yeah, so that, that's too much like tech. Well, anyway, so, yeah. so it wasn't even deliberate that I got a white BMW, but this is now a long line of white cars. And so basically, Marco established that this is something I should be made fun of for. And this is persisted. So neutral, again, was beginning of 2013. This joke still persists to this day. Anytime I talk about anything on the show, it's oh, is it white? Yeah. I bet it's white, and that <laughs> yeah. still goes on to this day. So, so now That's it's awesome. now it's actually become an honest to goodness thing. Yep. Yeah. Well. Okay. All right. Very good. Very that's, good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, you're funny. Chad wanted to ask if uh, if your boxers or briefs kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will answer I, I, that if you'd like me to, but I'm not sure that's particularly relevant. I'm going. Don't answer. Don't answer. Well, no. I, I was asking, does he like the boxer motors or does he oh, like something oh, a little? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I totally did not understand that joke. That's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry. That's that. You know, I, I went the wrong way on that too, Chad. My bad. Uh, uh, thank you for clarifying. Well, that. I was. I was just typing quickly onto the screen you're like oh my gosh well it's been a couple of weeks since we've been uh we've had a show we had some um interesting <laughs> things that kept us uh from last week um i'll yeah. say very briefly 
what really kept us from doing a show last week was scheduling one on a regular day time. And when we bumped it to the next night, I yep. was in an accident. That's right. Um, got rear-ended right. a, in... A piano b- fell from the sky and landed on top of... Uh, <laughs> no, it was a safe. It was, oh, a it was safe. a safe. Are sure it wasn't yes. a piano? <laughs> yeah, no, it was a safe. Just no, really, I got rear-ended in the... in the new f56 and not bad tell everybody you're okay it wasn't bad i'm fine everybody's fine Um, fine the car is even fine and drivable in fact uh when (laughs) we got hit the only thing you could see at the time was the rear the the third tail light that's in the bumper in the bottom was hanging out of the bottom and the police officer came up and he's like I'm going to go buy a Mini. He goes, you don't even look like you have any damage to this car, right? <laughs> and I go, look at the dash, because, of course, the nav system is all lit up going, do not attempt to drive, call roadside assistance, you've been in an accident. Airbags did not go off in the car, but it did know that the car was hit. So anyway, everything's fine. Uh, everybody's fine. It's going to need a new rear bumper cover and maybe a support, but nothing else was damaged. I mean, it took the hit like a champ. Unlike nice. me, who snapped my neck into the headrest and knocked my glasses off my face into <laughs> the dash, wow. but uh, cool. I'm okay. You know, it was uh, it was almost a week ago. Lady friend's okay in the car. She didn't have any. You know, didn't really get hit that bad. It was a ricochet accident. The guy behind us got slammed into, rear-ended, and then he bounced into us. And so, so, so Todd, was it like uh, like city driving or on the highway? Like, what was the situation? We were, we were at a stoplight, <clears throat> stopped at a stoplight, and the light had just turned green. And I had just put the car into gear to take off. So we were starting to move forward. So we had some forward momentum. When I heard behind us, I heard the impact. I heard screech and an impact. Looked up in the rearview mirror and thought, oh, we missed that one. Boom! And then I got hit. So (laughs) it was very startling. And I thought it was going to be much worse than than it was when I got it to take a look. And uh, realized that a lot of things were going for me. Is that we had just started to move, had some forward trajectory. When we got hit, and the car behind us, the Corolla that hit us, took all of the damage. Now, here's the funny thing. I wish I did remember. Was the owner and the Corolla sleeping by chance? No, no. We were at a stoplight. We were stopped at a red light. The guy in the in the SUV behind just didn't wasn't paying attention and plowed into him. So the funny thing was, is the bumper on the front of the Corolla was trashed, and he broke a headlight. And really, the Mini looks virtually undamaged. You really have to look and go. What happened? It's not even misaligned. It, wow. it it bounced. Now, if you look closely, you can see the paint's cracked because the, the bumper, you know, it flexed enough to crack the paint at the uh, rear tow hook where it goes in, and you can see some scuff marks on it. But for the most part, um, you can't even tell the car was in an accident at all. So we managed to get it started, and it was just a software glitch that said, you know, hey, don't don't drive this. And I yeah, talked to you've guys. been in an accident. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. It Airbags just, didn't deploy or anything. And like we that. all know this is the new F fifty six does not like when the wheels turn in a direction that they're not so, that's not expecting to. We experienced this on many takes of states. I experienced right. it in another instance. It just does not like um, when the wheels don't go. Now I also heard this from somebody who went to the. Um, What's the driving thing in Indianapolis that Mini does? Miles Ahead. Uh, miles Ahead. He just went to Miles Ahead, and they have all F56s there. And he goes, every one of the cars on the track had a drivetrain error. It was it really? Had, it had thrown that. He goes, they're very sensitive to wheel spin and issue. And, of course, driving them on a track, you're going to get that. So, anyway, long story short, um, the car's going to be fine. We're fine. Uh, the guy who hit us, not so much. Um, the Mini takes a rear-end accident like a freaking champ. Like, dude, like a boss. I've been like a boss, yes. like a boss, dude. All right, yeah. so I have an important question. Yes. Now Uh-oh. that there is a 
issue or not issue with the car but now that the car has been and i'm using air quotes tainted is that actually a relief or does that ruin the car for you uh no it doesn't ruin the car for me because this is just a it's an everyday driver plus my name's not on the title of this particular car (laughs) (laughs) i know that sounds bad if it were my gp i'd probably be really pissed i might have punched somebody but <laughs> well, I I can tell you, you know, crash testing over the years, they've definitely gotten a lot better because uh, the bumpers from the Gen One cars, which were nice aluminum lightweight supports, which fared fairly well in most accidents, have definitely beefed themselves up from the Gen Twos, which are like this hardened steel you can't even drill into, much less right. weld into. And I can only imagine that these Gen 3 cars that you've got now, Todd, uh, are even, uh, you know, stronger, you know, in that type of accident. So stronger, uh, better, faster. I'm yeah. sure that that really helped uh, a lot of this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just super pleased that you guys weren't hurt and the car survived like it should have as it they always do. Yeah, yeah, no, it 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 did like a champ. I was I'm completely impressed and brought it back to the dealer and had everybody. I explained to him what happened and they looked at it and they're like, I can't see anything. And then you look closely and you start seeing, oh, there's a little nick here and there's a scratch here. I can see where the whole bumper flexed. And I'm sure they said, you know, as soon as we take the bumper cover off, you're gonna need new, you know, the supports on there because they do their job and then that's like a one time use. It's like. Time right. to replace those. So I'm not. I'm not too concerned. The car still drives fine. It's aligned fine. The code, the engine light code that was in there, yeah, um, stayed there for a day, and then after overnight, letting it sit, uh, it cleared itself. It went away. Went away. Nice. All right. So it was a champ. So anyway, that's why we haven't been around for a couple of weeks. But anyway, what we missed in news. Well, you know what else we missed besides because yeah. we didn't do a show for a while What's is that? my mini actually officially, and you guys probably already saw this because oh, you all played yes. the DB home game. Is I actually did turn over three hundred thousand miles in my car. My car is like three hundred thousand five hundred now. And uh, I, I, the day I poured I did a little bit of my. Did you pour a little bit a out? A little for bit me, I, I poured a little bit of my forty out for you. My drink, Thanks, brother. <laughs> my drink is empty, so I can't. So, <laughs> so me, yeah, I wouldn't the, waste good then, gin like that it anyway. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be a, a major uh, K milestone in my car unless something uh, decided to break or happen or need repairs. And that day, my brakes landed on the grinder, so I had to do a brake job on that night. Actually, like a couple days later, wait, so wait, I had to really? do front brakes. Something always happens. Something always happens to my car at the one thousand, at the hundred thousand mile mark. Uh, I hit hundred thousand miles. My air conditioning went out. I hit two hundred thousand miles. My alternator went out. This time I had three hundred thousand miles, and I needed brakes. So it was something easy and relatively inexpensive that I could do in my own garage at home. That's pretty cool. Yes. And so what's next then? Three hundred k. What's next then? What's next is a race car. Um, and I'm gonna. That's what's next. Is I'm already talking to my guy out here, and I'm gonna convert it into being pretty much a full time weekend track cars for autocross and uh, track days, that kind of thing. So I can I think, license and start racing. I think Casey did. Didn't you do uh, some autocross with uh, with the Beamer? You know, so I haven't. And the reason <laughs> I haven't is. I don't trust myself not to wrap it around the pole that I know is by design like 300 yards away from anywhere I'm ever supposed to be. Yes, but, that's correct. But, but you um, will hit that pole. But you've been it, on YouTube, though. Well, well, that's the thing is during the uh, BMW driving school, um, they had us – it was funny. They had us do a piece of the track where you go through half of the skid pad and then come off the skid pad and continue you know, going around the track. And this was in the M5. And, and so they said to us before we took off, hey, you know, 
your tires are still going to be wet even when you hit the dry. So don't act like a jackass. And so naturally what I did was I forgot that and I came off the skid pad, laid on okay. the gas and pirouetted right <laughs> off into the, uh, into the grass. And so I don't, I don't have the link handy, but I'll get it to you guys. But oh, suffice awesome. to say, uh, the, the way that BMW driving school works is they have an in-car uh, like a telemetry thing with which yes. includes uh, video cameras and audio, yes. <laughs> and so I have a video which I've put on Vimeo of me pirouetting right off the track, and you can hear one of the instructors <laughs> say, "Hold on, everybody stop, everybody stop," because some idiot has fallen <laughs> off the racetrack. <laughs> that, that last part was my. Uh, added benefit. Oh, right. so, added I, so, so Casey, I might have to go ahead and agree, thinking that maybe <laughs> autocross, quite maybe not quite the event for you. Oh, At least not in your own gosh. car. Well, well that's the thing. you're in an I, M5. I that's fun. a lot of power. I I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. we'll put you in like an R50. One of like my car is just a regular Cooper. It's only got 120 horsepower. We'll put you in one of those <laughs> front wheel drive. You can't hurt yourself. It's and you'll have a good time. That's all you need. Well, I'll, yep. I'll, t- I'll tell you that, that those type of things can happen to the best of us. No matter how good a driver you are, you know, those things happen. My buddy was at uh, Mid-Ohio many, many years ago, totally seasoned driver, knew the car, no problem. It was wet. The instructors all went back out with us. The instructor's like, you've got this, no problem. Dropped him off in a pit, went out, first corner, rolled it. Oh, oh. <laughs> So you know it, it. You know when you throw water into the mix, totally different. But uh, you know, don't don't let that discourage you. Go out okay, and have fun. Here, here goes Casey through the water. Just doing somebody through else's the water, car through the water. Through the water, he's still on the throttle. Still on the throttle. Still on the throttle. <laughs> coming out of the corner, it's still wet. I, I felt like I did okay. But... You might just you might be a track guy. Maybe you're not just a maybe you're not autocross guy. Maybe well, he needs you on the track. He needs a helmet on. Well, well so the second day they end harness. up. They end up giving you a helmet, although I don't know if it's really giving you a helmet since you paid a couple thousand dollars to go to this thing. Right, yes. But, but uh, the second day was a little more intense, and so we had to wear helmets for most of that. Gotcha. Okay. So you, you okay, drove a second pass through the water. Hold on. Second pass through the water. <laughs> Hang on. We're in the way. We're going around the corner. Not the penultimate corner, but it's pretty close. All right. We're coming out of the wet. Getting hard on the throttle. So far, so good, Casey. I don't know. This looks pretty I good. I like that sound. That's an amazing yeah, sound. If you skip to the end, that's where that's where everything goes well, terribly wrong. So everything goes pear shaped, eh? Yeah, pretty much. All right. right. I just want to see Casey spin, and it's going to happen right there, high into the grass. <laughs> yep. And Sideways. I did not counter steer near enough looking at this no. again. But you held right. the, you held on the steering wheel. That that wasn't you didn't do bad. That wasn't horrible. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's take a quick break. I want to remind you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Uh, our friends over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. Um, that is where you get the cool stuff for your mini. Custom crafted, um, all like aluminum billet made with computers. It's awesome stuff. Uh, if you have an R53, they got the pulley that you want. If you have any other mini, you can get the N-Gage system for the R56, which is amazing. The, uh, the Craven Speed dipsticks are readable which is super nice and they don't break. Also super nice. And then finally, my favorite piece is the squeezy thing. You can get one of those. Okay, it's actually called the FlexPod mount, but I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get him to change it. Call it the squeezy thing because it's funny. And that's the device that you use to hold your uh, your smartphone or your uh, or your GPS if you still rock a GPS right there next to your steering wheel. It's super awesome. I cannot imagine driving any car that doesn't have that on it. And that is only available over at CravenSpeed. CravenSpeed.com. When you're there, go to the bottom, sign up for the email newsletter. 
course, because you get cool information. They don't spam you. They just give you good stuff. They keep you up to date on all the neat things happening at CravenSpeed.com. And then when you go to place an order, there's a, a, there's a comment section there in the order form. Make sure you say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We appreciate that, and so do they. And, of course, our friends over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com, home of the electric mini. I think we should do news. Maestro, if you please. Boom. There it is. Talking about that right now, we're going to do some All news right. from BodyFault.com. <laughs> and first up in news, and this is just kind of a question for I guess everybody: next generation paceman is going to get four doors. What? Hang what on a the second. What? Let that sink in. What? Next the? generation oh paceman God. is going to get four doors. Wouldn't a four door paceman be a countryman? Yeah, I think that's the old, that's the old line. The next six. You know what? I'm not going to start down that road because I saw an X4 this week, and I'm like, it's it's out of hand. BMW has gotten out of freaking hand, and it's trickled down to the Mini. Yes. A four-door paceman is the equivalent of an X4. Why is the question? Chad, Chad what what do you think? Why would they make a four-door paceman? Because um, they think the countryman is too big. <laughs> well, it could be it could be that the twenty eighteen the wheelbase is exactly the same on the paceman. It, it could be that the twenty eighteen countryman is going to get bigger. It's going to grow in size, seats, and power, according to motoringfile.com as well. So maybe since they're going to make the countryman the size of a Ford Escape, that they need something smaller with Ford. It's it's going to be the countryman X six slash. This I is think. I don't understand why they keep on doing those cars. Like there is some guy at BMW that says. We have an X6, we have an X4, we need to do the same thing for Mini. And yeah. this is just awful. I want to know what is the demographic of the people buying X4 and X6s because this is, this is, this is really ugly. This is like Aztec territory at this point. Oh, oh that's harsh. It is. I, I didn't like the X6 at first, but I kind of like it now. Oh, my God. I yeah, I hate to say that. I, I kind of like it There's now. There's not enough Dracar Noir in my closet to drive an X6. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is like, I think now we've had an all time funniest thing DB's ever said. <laughs> Don't know. That Don't needs know to go on that. Twitter right now. <laughs> yes. Hang on, I got to jot that down. Um, oh, how, how do you know it's not already? Yeah, um, I uh, I don't. See, here's the problem, Alex. Um, in answer to your question, they make a lot of money off of of these countrymen. They sell half of what many sells are countrymen. Um, yeah, but that's, that's where okay, the money is, and BMW is doing the same thing. They're going after the money. But yeah. are they making are they making actually good money on the X6? And I X4? think BMW is making more money on the, I think BMW is making more money on Rolls Royce, to be honest, than they are on the yeah. cars. <laughs> yeah, that's a I mean, that's a whole other story. Rolls Royce was up what, one hundred and twenty percent sales last year or something? But right. I think seriously, after after the economy tanked in two thousand eight, and everybody went away from SUVs, and they like turned them all in for what was that trash for? Uh, uh, what was the program called oh. where you turn your cars in cash for clunkers? Uh, yeah, cash, cash for clunkers. Everybody right. turned. Their, everybody turned their SUVs in because gas was five dollars a gallon, and everybody freaked out. And now we've come back around again. Gas is uh, today. I paid three dollars and thirty cents a gallon. For I paid Super less than three Arizona. Yeah, less than three dollars a gallon here. Um, yeah. No kidding. And everybody's like, "Oh, screw gasoline! I'm going to buy an SUV. I don't care what kind of mileage it gets." Yeah, and go. we're going back towards this larger car, yeah. which then I think is ironic. Moves us on to the next story. Of that's a big complaint that many enthusiasts have had for a long time is the car brand is getting too big. And well, and w- I mean, we talked to uh, Rich Steinberg during MTTS, and he said the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, he kind of said the same thing on the record, off the record. He didn't say off the record when he told me, but he's like, oh, 
I think the car company's lost its way. It's getting too big. And that being said, um, what is the news that Motoring File reported last week? Is that the Countryman is officially, not officially, unofficially, it's on. It's a go. Uh, the Rocket Man. The Rocket, rocket Man. man. Mini? The rocket. Why did no, I say Country Man? No, no. The no. Rocket no, Man. No, it is. No, uh, come no. on. Let me sit your hater. No, I'm not it's a hater. Not. Look. So, <laughs> Gabe puts out these. Gabe puts out these posts, and he says, "Oh, Mini to come to Mini, bring the diesel to the United States for sure. It's gonna happen." It will, but it might not be in our lifetime. <laughs> no, our lifetime. No. And, and, and the Rocket Mini, it's like, oh, Rocket Mini's on for sure. You know what? And again, I say with what I said with uh, I hope it comes here because I like this car and I think it's awesome. But until I see a presser from Mini, I'm not going to believe it. Just saying. To be that right. guy. Yeah. Alex, are you going to get one? If I if I if I can hold off until then, yes, because my lease is up uh, in a year and a half now, and I'm you know most likely going going to uh, going back uh, to the brand at this point. It's okay. just that I'm kind. I'm not. I'm not. Let's be honest. I'm not buying a car for MPGs because I really don't care. My my first priority is to have fun with the car that I'm driving. Right. But it's. I'm kind of still disappointed with you know what we have from the F56. I'm looking forward to being in Detroit. I think. Uh, Todd and I, with Gabe, we're gonna be uh, at the unveiling of the uh, of the JCW. Right. So waiting to see what this looks like. And well, here's the problem: you know, is they're gonna unveil the JCW in January at Detroit at the Detroit right. Auto Show. They're gonna announce that it'll be at dealers in June, and in reality, it'll be at dealers in December. <laughs> I can't wait. Right. That. It's perfect timing for you. Um, but for me, I need something in the next three months. And right now, there's not a current mini that I want to buy. I want the new Clubman now. But it it's not yeah, it's not real to me right now. I haven't seen it's, one on my dealer lot. I can't go buy yeah. one now. Right. So, 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 so let's go back to the Rocket Man here for just a second cuz there is some interesting bits in here that uh, that Gabe or whoever wrote this up was able to tell us is that there's a good chance that this car might be a co-joint venture with Toyota. Right. Although not necessarily uh, built like on the IQ platform because that car's tiny. And yeah, those and have been shown. Those have been showing junk. up around here. You know, it's, it's not going to be an IQ with BMW badges on, Alex. I mean, come no, on. No, I know, but it's uh, yeah, okay, okay. You're so, right. You're right. Um, so what I think is uh, that could make it really interesting if, if it actually comes to market. And until I see a presser, I don't think it's gonna. I think it's just gonna sit here. I was gonna keep looking at these pictures of this little concept car. So with do the you think roof. it's a teaser that it's like getting the people back, the enthusiasts back around who have been. You know, so complaining that oh, Mini's getting too big. They've lost their way, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, we're really gonna make this Rocket Man happen. And they'll come out with some other concept version that they'll show off and wag out just to right. keep people excited about it. And then yeah, you, you think I think it'll that's never what happen. they're doing, just keeping people happy. They're going, oh, they're okay. Mini knows that they've gotten, they've lost their way, and they're gonna bring it back around and make small cars again. And yeah. then they're not gonna produce it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We like the Super Legere, too. Anything that we like, they never make. We like the electric scooter. Did they make that? No. No. I was we so need to stop, a scooter. We need, no, to stop, beside- we need to stop liking these cars. That's the problem. Because if we like them, they don't get made. But beside uh, Nathaniel, who drives scooters anyways. Well, besides Nathaniel. But, I mean, <laughs> we none of us like the Countryman. I and what happened? What, I, I only live two miles okay. from work. That'd See exactly. The, the scooter would be awesome. The Rocket Man would be awesome. Any Mini with a diesel engine would be awesome in the United States. 
It's it, stuff that we well, don't get, and it's all stuff that's, and I think we don't get it because we don't because we like it. Which then brings us back around to full circle. To I love it when the show does this. Um, the reason they didn't bring the uh, uh, diesel sooner was, you know, why? You know what they told us over and over and over and over and over and then over again was yes. that the new engines coming out were going to be so efficient they were going to get such great gas mileage. We're talking upper 40s that there was going to be no need because a diesel would only be slightly more and people wouldn't pay the premium for it. Well, mm-hmm. right now, I call bullshit on that because wow. the new <laughs> the new three-cylinder is out and it is not getting any better fuel economy. And that's not go. just me. You oh. People sent us to Fuel... The, is it that site, Fuely? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Fuely or, yeah. Where you can go. It's crowdsourcing um, uh, your mileage on your cars and you look for the latest Mini, the 2014... A manual Cooper, and they're all in there in the low 30s, low to mid 30s. Does Fuely integrate yeah. with Waze, Alex? So, <laughs> so, so no, it doesn't, unfortunately. Okay. So, I would just, I would just uh, be cautious on those Fuely numbers because since I've been using automatic, which by the way I need to send to one of you two because I'm done with my uh, with my testing. Right. Uh, yeah. Automatic reports higher number. Then, then what Fuly, you know, used to do. I used to use Fuly. Right now, I don't know if uh, if Automatic is drawing those numbers directly from the car's uh, onboard computer. Of the I bet it is. Yeah, so I don't know which one to trust. I think it's between the two, between Fuly and whatever the the car computer says. So I would add maybe a couple would, of MPGs. I wonder if Fuly is closer to actually people doing the math for their mile per gallon as opposed to getting it off of the computer. I think it is. I think it is. I don't know. Maybe. So, so Casey, would you ever drive uh, a diesel? You know, uh, I want to say yes, but I don't know if that's an honest answer. So the whole hybrid thing is insane to me. I don't see how that makes Thank any you. sense. Thank um, you. The, Somebody... the start-stop tech, well, it just so happens I had my car in for minor service today, and so I got a loaner. Is that a thing with minis too? Can you get yes. a loaner? Yes. Okay. Um, it's a requirement when you take it in. They have to provide you, and, and company-wide and BMW the same way, they want to provide you with a Mini to drive if you're in for service, as like BMW does. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so I had a 528 loaner, and it <laughs> had the start-stop thing. And, yes. And it's, it's not good. And it's even worse with the two-pedal car because – I'm used to taking my foot off the off the brake and creeping, and yeah. instead it's take your foot off the brake, wait a second for the engine to turn over, and then start <laughs> creeping. Whereas I actually drove, I test drove a 328, like a brand new 328 before I bought my car, and um, and that was a lot better because it was a six speed. And so what would happen is when the car would kill itself, it would when I stepped on the clutch, that's when it would turn itself back on. Yes, it does. That's so a feature. It made a lot more sense in the six speed than it did in the uh, in the automatic. Well, here I am, totally not answering your question. Yes, I would drive a diesel uh, <laughs> as long as it, it it had the commensurate commensurate amount of torque in order to make the car at least slightly fun. The only problem I have with the diesel, though, is that typically they're not in terribly fun cars. There are some exceptions, like the 335, actually. Mm. Um, and additionally, I had a friend who had a diesel Jetta with a six-speed, and he said getting the six-speed was the worst decision he made in his life because he was constantly shifting. I can imagine. Oh, that. the th- yeah, the distance between those gears. It's like you go 20 feet, and then you shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, we, Todd got the chance to drive a Mini Cooper with the diesel back in England back in 2007 or whenever it was. And I, I don't know. I rode in that car. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a ridiculous amount of torque for a car that only had like 95 horsepower, I believe. <laughs> yeah, back then. I'm not joking. I think that was literally, it was either 90 or 95 no, horsepower. Because at the time, it was, it the, was like 100, and it had the Cooper S torque. But it had less like than one hundred and thirty horsepower. No, no, no. It had less than Cooper. It was the 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 Mini One D was fewer horsepower oh, than the Cooper. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, so. but it had but it had like one hundred forty foot forty foot pounds of torque. But it was getting sixty miles to the gallon. So I mean, wait, it was getting sixty miles to the gallon. Yeah. That switch, uh, which Mini One D, the R, uh, the R fifty six. Yeah. R fifty six. Yeah. So Isn't that the one yeah. that that's the one that you had? You right, have Alex? in France. No, no. So I used to I used to mean my mo- my mom is still driving the R fifty oh, diesel. Okay. The one D. So because that's the one we have we had in Europe that you guys never had, and uh, the best. I mean, it was not so. I mean, it was fun to drive because that was my first car, and because it was a mini, and it was fun to drive, right? But not as fun as a Cooper S, obviously. But the mileage, oh my God, my my all time record was six hundred and forty miles on one tank. Nice. Obviously, I was driving in burnside mode, but but that yeah. was my all time record, and. You know, I wish I could attain this like now, especially when most of the time I'm doing city driving. But uh, yeah, 640 miles on one thing. This is just amazing. Yep. Okay. And just so you guys know, you guys keep trying to get that Burnside mode thing to stick. And obviously it's not working. So you might as well just stop now. <laughs> so <laughs> can gonna... I tell you a quick story about that? Yes. I listened to, I guess it was the last episode. It doesn't matter. One of the last two episodes. I keep hearing reference to Burnside mode. I yeah. genuinely thought that was some mini thing that I was not aware of. <laughs> so, so I went Googling mini Burnside mode, and I, of course, come up with jack shit. And right. so I was like, what is this about? That's and then I was looking, a, I was looking around. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was looking around the website, and I see, I see that, oh, one of them is named Burnside. Ah. Yeah. He drives like an old lady. Now. Yeah, he drives so like an old lady. Big, we just did this big road trip called Mini Takes Estates. We drove from San Francisco to Boston in a Mini Cooper. And the joke is, is uh, I am captain slow of the group. I prefer to drive fast on the track and in controlled environments and when i'm on the freeway or whatever <laughs> I, I prefer to caveat drive, i prefer to drive like a normal human being and and just yell at people and drive the speed limit and so because i'm not terribly aggressive when i drive on the streets then everybody just calls it they call me burnside mode so they start calling the the green the, mode the green mode and the mini we started calling it burnside mode because you're not going to go anywhere terribly fast because your 335 doesn't have uh um the three different uh, uh, options does it? It doesn't have normal, green, no, 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 and no. sport. No, it's too old for that. Yeah, yeah. So the new the BMWs do the same thing, and Minis have done that also. The three modes and the green mode, it will take a three thirty five and turn it into a three twenty in like one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Just in one click of a oh, yeah. in one yep. click of a button, it does that, and and everybody says the same thing. The Minis the same thing. You'll take a Cooper S and you'll turn it into a Cooper by putting it in green mode. It cuts the power. It makes it ridiculous. It's just. It's retarded. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it right here. It's not actually good. quite literally. It does retard the engine. It does. Quite, it really quite does. Literally, it does. It does. Do so that's where the Burnside mode thing yes. comes from. And here, let's uh, let's end the show on a down note. Mini USA sales down twenty percent for September. Oh my goodness! And we all know why. We don't have to go no into cars, that. They didn't have blah, any. Blah 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 blah. Didn't have any freaking cars. Um, does anybody have anything else for Casey? Um, good. I think Alex. Do you have any other questions for anybody else? Mm, yes, I have a question for Chad. There you go. Oh, is it an Ask Chad question? Is yes. it an Ask Chad question? Because we actually have yes. a real Ask Chad question. I wanted to hold on to it until next week. So, boxer or briefs? Is- <laughs> <laughs> well, t- tonight we're in the boxer briefs, but normally a boxer kind of guy. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Good call. Now, good call. Ladies, but, that one's but, for you. 
but thanks for asking. <laughs> no, actually, I have, uh, I, have, I have one last question for Casey. So where, where can people find uh, Casey online? Oh, yeah, that was my next question for Casey. All well. right, go ahead. Then. So uh, if you happen to be a Twitter user, I am on Twitter as Casey Liss, C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. -S -S. Um, I have a website, which is the oh-so-creative CaseyList.com. And then you can find the Accidental Tech Podcast at atp.fm. And probably of more, of more interest to your <laughs> listeners is Neutral, which is neutral.fm. Nice. And, and you are a self-proclaimed self emoji master. Yes. Oh. Um, th that and animated GIFs are kind of my thing. Uh, apparently, I'm a 12-year-old girl. So what do you think of, what do you think of, of uh, the GIF keyboard on the iPhone? Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong. DB hates the GIF keyboard on the iPhone. I hate the GIF keyboard again. We're talking about tech again. I think it's awesome. Wait, are no. we talking about the out-of-the-box one? or No, the, the app that you can do like for text. Do you know about this? So, oh, the GIF. I'm thinking the of GIF uh, Emoji++. Plus Plus. So the well, yeah, David, David Smith that I talked about earlier that went to BMW Driving School with us, he wrote Emoji++, Plus Plus, which is a emoji keyboard that actually makes freaking sense unlike the one that comes with uh, the iPhone. The GIF keyboard, there's been a couple, and I only tried one of them. I forget which one it was. And the moment it said, oh, I need access to all the things, You're like, no. I immediately <laughs> deleted it. Yeah, it wants access to your keyboard and everything and everything else. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm getting Emoji++ plus plus right now. All right, you <laughs> oh, do that. Wonderful. And, you know, I do yeah. actually have one more thing that I wanted to share with uh, – and, and I just want to take a minute and chat if you could pour a little bit more out if you have any. Um, we need to say a fond farewell. To finalgear.com. Had a close. Oh, they had a, that's so they had sad. a close up shop. I, I read that and I was crying. I was upset because that was my source for Top Gear. That's where I went when Top Gear's out. I said, okay, cool. I they would pop up in my RSS reader. And the I go, BBC oh, cool. finally shut them down, huh? No, nah, somebody finally shut them down and said, nope. There's always Pirate Bay, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's always Pirate Bay. I know. As if you can weed your way through all the crap that's there and, and the, find the and actual and all the porn. I actually use to a different, find the actual. I use one link. called Kickass.to. That's yes, that works too. Yes, and that relatively porn-free. Yeah, like you don't see <laughs> naked boobs. Hey, for so, me, I'm just looking for the latest episode of Downton Abbey. So you know, I, I'm a real guy. I like boobs. It's cool. I like I like boobs too. The problem with boobs on the torrent side, so Chad, is boobs lead to like viruses and pop ups and bad things on your computer. Um, and I, oh. that I don't want. I'm all about the boobs, and I have good sites for boobs. Mike, don't Mike, get me wrong. Oh Mike, no, Microsoft no. is just putting that out there. You know, like anything that's like, oh, I'm going to torrent this and I'm going to get this music for free. You're going to get a virus. Just so yeah. you know, it's not we all have free to the world. We all have Macs. You know, Napster <laughs> no screwed all of us. <laughs> wow, did, did you just make a Napster reference? I know, right? <laughs> I don't even think Alex was old enough to drive when Napster was around. <laughs> oh, I'm a total to nerd. It. I used to use Napster. And by the way, I'm the same age as Casey, I think. So I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, sure Casey used to use Napster. To bring yeah, it all, all right, back around see. to make it really relevant to the show. I am the original Napster. Yes, there you go. A quote <laughs> from... Uh, from uh, All right, very good Italian job. job. And, and I think with that, I believe it is time for us to go ahead and call it a show. Anybody else have anything else? Uh, no, no. No, we got well. lots of stuff saved for next we, week. We have a lot of stuff coming up for you guys next week. We have an interview with our good friend uh, Andrea Jones. That She did this Mini Cooper thing in L.A. a couple weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. The interview is awesome. You guys are going to like that. We have Ask Chad questions next week. The Ask Chad inbox is still uh, temporarily disabled. This should be back here very soon. For the time being, though, send those questions over to feedback at whiteroofradio.com. I'll make sure Chad gets them until I get the Ask Chad spam situation sorted out. It got a little bit out of control. We're going to yep. fix that. Don't worry about it. A little bit. Um, 
little bit out of control. So I had to kind of turn it off. Anyway, so there's that. Final Gear, da, 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 motoringbadges.com, motoringbadges.com, motoringbadges.com. That's all you And need don't to forget say. the limited edition iHeart Alex t shirts. Hey, <laughs> and, uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, guys. Really do appreciate it. Yeah. Casey, thanks. You know, it was fun. Casey, it was awesome having you. Um, if you ever get bored on a Thursday night and you say, hey, maybe I'll go talk about cars and junk, just hit us up. <laughs> We'd love to have you back. Good. No, I definitely appreciate and, it. And literally, junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind of I'm, actually I'm just here for the comedic value tonight <laughs> yeah Chad we put Chad to work next week with the Ask Chad questions um, so yeah Casey thanks again for joining us find him all the links for everything that you can find Casey doing especially the Accidental Tech Podcast is over at the White Refrator show notes um, and don't forget to follow him on Twitter he's also on Instagram too maybe I'll link that one up we're going to have like a whole shrine to Casey on our oh, radio <laughs> next week so you guys will really get a kick out of that um, go check it out. But we are done for the night, gang. This is the part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, you can go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Till next week, gang, this is TV. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt. See you guys. There you go.